Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Ben. You're listening to the Jaden Silent Bob Minute. Dueling Genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 17, quite possibly the greatest Seraphim Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkutch. And I'm Rick Tatro. Welcome aboard, everyone. Time to get some angel talk. Welcome to Angel Talk, <laughs> where we talk about angels. There probably is an angel talk on at 2 in the morning somewhere. <laughs> there probably is. It's like comes on right after Coast to Coast. <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of the AM Coast to Coast. Is, is that... That dude died a couple years ago, didn't he? Yeah, they just had some yeah, other crazy guy take it over. Let's think. I know the guy's name for some reason. George Norrie's the new guy. I forget the old guy's name. It's like for oh, some man. reason. If I hear it, I'll know it because you know it would be like the only thing you could get at two in the morning when you're driving yeah. in the back roads of Florida. Yeah, the it actually with- is fun when you're driving the back yeah. roads of Florida well, at two in the morning. Here's the the problem. I think it probably was fun. I feel like if I listened to it now, I'd be like, no, no. <laughs> Because when they're talking about like aliens and crazy stuff like that, you're like, ah, oh, this is just crazy weird stuff. The problem is when they start inching towards real life, where I'm like, I don't want to listen to you anymore. That's that's a, it's it was fun, but when they right when they start acting like it's true, then you start like okay, it's like one of those like yeah, it's like reading a book about World War II is fun, being in World War II not as fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the most soul crushing times on what on the on that show was he was interviewing Whitley Strieber. Or Stryber, however you pronounce his name, uh, who wrote one of my favorite books that was made into one of my favorite movies, The Hunger, oh, yeah. um, which is one of the best vampire movies ever made. Um, but he's also, uh, you know, ancient aliens nut job. And I, you know, I was like, oh, he's Whitley Stryber. Cool. I know his book. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've all had those moments where, like, you're just not that into, like, you don't know somebody on a personal level. And then you catch an interview with him, and you're like, oh. <laughs> He's a lunatic. <laughs> well, and then you're like, how bad are you? Can I separate you from your work? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, well, are you just an- Yeah. Are you just annoying bad? Like, yeah, then I can probably separate you from your work. Are you Harvey Weinstein bad? Because then maybe not. <laughs> that gets tough, right? Michael also, Jackson bad? I, well, I'm also able to, like, at least in my mind, it's easier for me to separate work from somebody if i already saw and enjoyed the work before i found out God, yeah i can talk myself into like all right i can probably still watch that and enjoy it on some level as long as they're not profiting currently from me doing it <laughs> like if i'm watching a dvd that i already own of the cosby show he's not making any money off of it so what do i care <laughs> but like if you know that person's a dirtbag and they come out with a new project say your name's woody allen Mm-hmm. And you support that person's new project knowing that they're a piece of shit. Well, then, yeah, now you're part of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like or- I-, I read so many Orson Scott card books in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I, I know where this is and, going. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I loved the Ender books. And now it's like, ah. Uh. And, you know, and that's kind of I've, I've done a, a I tr- we actually did a Starbase about this last year. Or we tried to. Um, it got released as only the first, like, 30 minutes of it where we were talking about news, because once we got into the topic of uh, douchebag creators or whatever, I forget what I what I titled it at the time, 
because we, you know, we were talking about card and, and you know, I, I realized when we were talking, my line with stuff like that is, are they using their celebrity to harm others? And that's where, that's when I draw the line. It's yeah. like, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was a racist, misogynistic fuck. Yeah. But he's all kinds of dead, and he can't do anything with that anymore, and I really like his stories for the most part. Um, but Orson Scott Card was actively using his celebrity to try to stop, you know, uh, you know, same-sex marriage and stuff. And then, you know, the whole uh, J.K. Rowling stuff, which, you know, we don't need to get into that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, then it made, that's funny, because to angle it back here, that's what makes me like someone like Kevin so much more. Mm-hmm. I was just like, for whatever his failings are, whatever people think that he's done wrong, like it can, it pales in comparison to this kind of shit. Where oh, it's just yeah. like, and he and he lays it all out there, like this is just what I am. If you don't like it, oh well. He may be the only person who, after the Harvey Weinstein thing broke, put his money where his mouth was. Yeah, where he was just like, well, I'm not going to take money from that fucking organization, and he just donates that money to charity that comes off those films. Oh, sweet. He doesn't take that money anymore. That comes out of the Weinstein Company. Nope. That shit, not a percentage of it. He donates it all. Because he's like, I I don't need it, and I don't want it from him. Yeah. Well, didn't he get slapped with a fine from Glad after Chasing Amy came out? I think it was him, yeah. Because we had... No, no. You know what it was? We we just went in... I just re-listened to our Chasing Amy episodes. I don't think Glad got him from Chasing Amy. I think they got him for Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, because there's and, and, there's some you know, yeah, some real juvenile stuff going on there. Well, and and it, I think yeah, right. It was the it was the, the 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 leather scene where they were going through the lasers, and and one of them said to the other, "You're so gay." Yeah. And my thought was, first of all, gl- how can Glad slap anyone with a fine? They have no- somebody mentioned that before too. Like, yeah. how can um, they give you a fine? Well, I, I, I can. He give, paid it. Yeah, but, but he just donated it to their charity because. I mean, for him, you're in his position. Isn't it just easier to be like, yeah, here you go. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I realize it's extortion to everything, but at the end of the day, he's like, listen, I'm not in that community. They seem upset. Here you go. Yeah. Like, and that's the way to handle it. If you have the means yeah. to do it, like, just be yeah. like, hey, listen, I'm not in that community. I didn't know it would upset you. I'm sorry. Like, learning experience. Moving on. Sorry about that. That was I thought I'd turn my phone off. I thought it was just Chris, I thought it was Chris's uh, alcohol monitor going off. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was seeing if I could drive home from here tonight. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Oh, oh no, that means I gotta oh, wait. Damn it! I guess I'm sleeping here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a, one of my students. I have to I have to respond to this right quick. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, it's responding one of his one of his quote unquote students. We got you. Uh, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. She she works for me in my shop. <laughs> That's not helping. <laughs> that, didn't, that, didn't, that didn't sound any better. No. <laughs> I'm telling her to oh. take the day off, all right? <laughs> uh, and I love any any use of the word knickers. Yeah, knickers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, wow, there's a word that nobody uses. <laughs> when that, when they say knickers, I picture like big fluffy panties that go down to like your knees. You know the old like pantaloons. Uh, yeah, yeah, like pantaloons. <laughs> That's what I picture when he says knickers. <laughs> yeah, I just I I just picture an old bunch of old time British people walking around going, "Hello, governor." <laughs> <laughs> well, Rickman is kind of uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here I'll ask this because I know we got into it a little bit last minute, but like, if I just say the name Alan Rickman to you. What movie image pops into your mind? What movie is his movie for you? 
Galaxy Quest. Really? Yeah. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> oh, now you got to say it now. Because I got jam, Harry Potter jammed down my throat for like five years in Listen, a row. That is not a bad... I bet... I would assume if you polled everyone on Earth, Snape is the number one that's going to come up. Yeah, I would I'm, bet too. I'm, I'm sure it is, but that's not... You know, I... I I've loved him in everything I've seen him in, and I think he yeah. he was completely wrong for Snape if you've read the books. But of course, you know he totally owned the part. <laughs> but to me, his his most memorable and the role of his that I enjoyed the most and the movie that I enjoyed the most is Galaxy Quest. It it reminds me a lot of this movie because he seems to be having a blast in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I there was never going to be a Galaxy Quest sequel, but that could have been the type of thing where I could see him being like. Yeah, sure. Like that was fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> have have either of you guys seen uh, Never Give Up? The uh, the the Galaxy I have not watched it yet. It's been in my um, queue yeah. forever. It is so worth it. Yeah. It is so. It, uh, you'll be in tears at the end of it, there, um, especially when they when they start memorializing Rickman. Um, but it's a wonderful. If if you like Galaxy Quest, it's a wonderful tribute to it. And apparently. He and and Tim Allen, uh, uh, Allen like the the relationship they had was pretty much what you see on the screen of Allen constantly fucking with Rickman, and Rickman finally just eventually just going, "You are just such an asshole." He, uh, Tim Allen seems like a ball breaker too. He really does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he seems like a guy who should be working construction that somehow had a talent and made it in that industry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like you seem like you should be working next to me at my job. <laughs> and like that's not well, a slight of the know guy. He did time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. he did time. He did like a, he was like a cocaine. Like yeah, he, it wasn't like a minor amount that he had. Like he had amount. He was distributing. Yeah, yeah. He 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 did. He wasn't just a you're going to jail for ninety days kind of thing. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. like yeah. We caught you with a, a couple ounces of uh, marijuana, and you got to do a couple nights in the old clink. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like he did like a year. <laughs> Which makes it even better when they're like, sure, we, he can be in our, our all of our Disney shows. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Which part of me is like, I can't believe they're doing that. The other part of me is like, a guy did a crime and did the time. Like, how, how yeah. upset can I get about it? Right. Like, right. Well, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know, he, same thing. You know, he, he was a, a heroin addict and, and yeah. spent time in prison and then he pulled his shit together. So, yeah, I guess the, the key is the pulling your shit together part. That's the, the Jason Muse of it all. Eventually, you got to pull it together hopefully before you mm-hmm. die oh speaking of uh things that would not have been practical effects and definitely have been cgi right around this time the old metatron busts out his alien who's alien jesus christ <laughs> where's my mind i'm still i'm still i'm still in galaxy quest his angel wings <laughs> now the there's the the apocryphal story that those that 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 wing harness fucked up his back for the rest of the of the shoot um, I, I assume you all have heard that, right? Only from Kevin. I heard it from Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I tried to, you know, I, I, I try to be factual and I, you know, I do my best to check up on things that I know are true because I heard they said it, <laughs> you know, quotes they. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find anything confirming it other than, than Kevin Smith saying, but then again, he was the director of the movie. So <laughs> he says uh, on the commentary that, I mean, they were heavy. They were like 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he said that because on the commentary and Affleck's on there too, so he's he's both telling the story and breaking Ben's balls about it because he's like he's like oh there's Alan Rickman he's such a professional he's like he just wore those things the whole time he wasn't a baby like you and was like every time the camera shut off and was like take these fucking things off me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually tried to look up his injury from the the wings, and the only thing I got was he injured himself during the first scene he shot for Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I found too. And yeah. So apparently he's uh, accident prone. Well, I don't know if you're accident prone if somebody straps sixty pound wings to your back that move. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> and. Like, I, much as we laugh about, like, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, those guys were probably 25 when they did this, or maybe 30. <laughs> He's yeah. twice their age. <laughs> but he start, he totally rocked them. I, and, and you know, the, the, the puppeteers, I think I think Smith was one of the puppeteers. He was. You get a puppeteer credit. Uh, the, the way they worked the wings worked really well, especially when he's like, I am the Metatron. And she's like, the what? And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, when it, the two <laughs> things I love, I love when they open and, like, a little bit of, like, the old a baby powder flies off of them. <laughs> yeah. of like it's all majestic and he when he's got him up it looks like you're like man those are some kick-ass wings but like you said when she doesn't know who he is and they just come down to match his arms at his side <laughs> and they come down to and it's just like yeah that's perfect <laughs> if it's not in a charlton heston movie you don't know him. <laughs> i think this one he just says a movie yeah yeah the, the, it's not until he meant it's the next minute yeah because well because <laughs> i didn't know when i gotta bust out my charlton heston that's why because, you know, I got a Heston locked and loaded, of course. <laughs> well, he's not so wrong. If, if it's waiting for your Heston. No, he was not wrong, though. If it's not a movie, it's not worth knowing. Because how many people, like, if I, if, if, assuming this movie didn't exist, if some dude busted into your room and said, I'm the Metatron, everyone would have been like, I don't know what that means. Megatron? I, it, yeah, you're Megatron? Because that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I... I I am a, a recovering Catholic, and I'd never heard Metatron. No. Like I would have known. I, yeah. I'd have been better off if Azrael. I'd be like, all right, I've heard that before. Like Michael, yeah. Like there's a bunch of Michaels. You're gonna have to actually narrow it down. Right. <laughs> Which one you are? My, my wife is giving me giving me the what because she's heard of the Metatron and she's a Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> so you also spent more time in church than I did. Yeah, let's see. I was Catholic, man. I was counting the ceiling tiles. Right, right. We were, we were busy kneeling and standing and doing jumping jacks and stuff. <laughs> the, the Catholic calisthenics. Yeah, yeah. Up, down, left. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I forget what comedian it was, but he was saying he was in church and they were doing it. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm not working out in church. <laughs> Listen, you know in this movie you're in good hands. You're under the faithful guidance of Cardinal Glick paid by George Carlin. So you know things are going to go well. <laughs> I had a Buddy Christ on my dashboard for years. I have one in my kitchen. Yeah, I left one on in, 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 at Jeff's desk at work. Oh, the little—that's who it is. It's the little Lego guy. <laughs> yeah, the little, I got the the movies one sitting right in front of me right now. <laughs> but he's not wrong. Like I had to look up the Metatron to see what it was. I'm like, is this even a real yeah. thing? Because like Kevin makes up stuff too. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Bartleby at all. And then like Loki is is. When I say Loki, Norse. you think of Norse god, and you're right. That's exactly where they stole him from, which is – I mean it's not in this minute, but it's 100% more hilarious that he played Loki in this. And then 18 years later, he played fake Loki in one of the Thor movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. beautiful. That, that was definitely on purpose. That was yes. Definitely on purpose. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And then, then he returns for reboot, and he's just like, hey, I'm Loki. No, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah, I look. I, I Metatron. Kevin. Metatron was described as the scribe of God, not the voice of God, because I've never heard before that you couldn't talk to God. Um, me and God talk all the time. I know what the problem is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Well, you know what's funny? I was just talking to you guys, and I was on mute and didn't even know it. 
<laughs> just, you're just dumb. It has nothing to do with your religious views. I was asking, what is the scribe of God? What is that? Is that like he writes stuff down for him? He, he writes it down. He takes the minutes at the meeting. Okay. <laughs> he takes the meetings at the minute that God called that definitely could have been an email. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but could you just see Rickman appearing at the foot of your bed and he's writing and you're like, what are you doing? Shh. <laughs> yeah. Scribble, scribble, uh, yeah. What you, I'm the scribe. Scribble, scribble. <laughs> he holds it up at the end so you can read it. Yeah. But he's standing there with like an iPad, and you're like, I thought you were the scribe of God. Like, where's your scroll at? He's like, it's not the fucking 12th century anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that work exactly? Do they still use all old timey shit, or is it like what they say earlier in the movie? What what we hold true on earth, they hold true in heaven. So whatever we have down here, they have access to that. <laughs> Oh, so do they yeah, get, they got, like, do they get to the keep up with our so. level of technology? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if their updates take so long. Because like I read, yeah, I read uh, Paradise Lost, and like they're fighting with like horses and swords and shit in that. I now I, I told Chris this. I read Paradise Lost, and I was like, oh, I bet there's some awesome stuff in there. And there is, except for all the awesome stuff is two pages long, and all the shit you don't want to hear about is fifty pages long. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> well, it's like I read the Inferno. Uh, Jesus, 20 years ago. And unless you know who he's making fun of... I heard you got a Wikipedia, or you're not going to know what they're talking about. Yeah, because <laughs> really? two-thirds of it is like making fun of people he knew at the time. It's like Shakespeare. Uh, we did... Uh, I, I did uh, Much Ado About Nothing uh, in grad school. and so, Yeah, didn't we all? <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, once you, you research it, it's all a bunch of in-jokes about... Uh, Queen Elizabeth's court, and then the rest of it is all just dick and fart jokes. Well, Shakespeare <laughs> sounds like Kevin Smith. Kevin movie. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. But except for, he doesn't usually make topical humor. Like it'd be like if I broke out. I have a a big carton full of like Mad magazines out there. If I brought out my oldest ones from like the seventies, and now if they're from the seventies, they're referencing shit from like fifteen twenty years before that. But oh, they yeah. make jokes about politicians and stuff and famous. People. You won't know who any of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be like, all right, they're, I don't know who these people are. Like, I don't, I don't get Spirit any of these references. Agnew, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> oh, they, uh, you, so someone read Mad Magazine because God knows they buried that guy up, down, and sideways. Oh, they hated him, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who I, he is. I, I only know him from Mad Magazine. I, I, can, I can quote both Mad and Cracked's Star Wars uh, parodies to this day. <laughs> I forgot about Cracked. I forgot about <laughs> I got some of those, too. I had Mad. They had a good website for a while, and I, then they... Yeah, what happened? Bought. Yeah, and then because I used to read their website almost every day, because mm-hmm. it was like something that you could be you could dip in and out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it became a mess, and I'm like, what happened? And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah, they got bought, yeah. and everybody got fired, and then shut down. Now, I don't even know if it still exists. I haven't looked for it in years. Oh, I did know. Um, he this he brings up seraphim here. That at least I had heard of. Yes, <laughs> cherubim and seraphim. Yeah, I knew seraphim, and I knew they were like. A highest like level of angels because, of course, I look at everything like it's a you know it's an X Men or freaking Avengers thing where you're like, <laughs> oh these people are the highest level so like you know he's up here, so like is it a real like shit job to be like that ninth level angel? What are you doing? You you mucking out the stalls and stuff? <laughs> you're like this sucks. I'm an angel. I don't get to do anything good. <laughs> I don't get to go. I don't get to go fight. I don't get a fiery sword. I don't get to go to Earth. I got to hang up here, you know can't get promoted the boss only promotes his son this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that was satan's deal he just got sick of uh you know no no job security or or advancement opportunities i mean paradise lost pretty much says that of just like 
um, I don't want to, this is bullshit and I'm out of here. Paradise Lost, I feel like is only remembered for that one line because that's where they pull the line, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that line alone, that's like, if you were pitching a movie and Paradise Lost didn't exist, you're like, I got the tagline for the movie. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. You're like, here's lots of money. Make that movie. Although the closest I've come to any of that stuff is either Dogma uh, or... I lost it. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great pithy comment. Yeah. I lost it. I, I think, yeah, I think like most Never people, mind. like most of your knowledge is based on if you were a churchgoer or any movies you saw that bump up against this. Right. So, yeah. He's not wrong later on when he's like, a lot of people got their biblical knowledge from the Ten Commandments or from Ben-Hur or, yeah. you know, whatever the, la- oh, the passion. Oh, the devil. That's, that was the Anne Rice, Memlock the devil. Yeah, that was a long, a lot of shoe leather to get there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really worth it. <laughs> I had a, I think I audiobooked all those a long time ago. And I'm listening to them, you know, it's like you do... The vampire, the uh, interview with the vampire and the stat. And I realized I was like five or six in. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I give a shit anymore. Right. Well, I got like five <laughs> or six in and I didn't know who anybody was. I'm like, okay, I, I know like, two people in this whole I book. Like, I, don't know. I couldn't remember exactly how long ago I stopped caring about this series. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love, I loved all of her vampire books up until she released one, I guess about 10 years ago. It was like the first, you know, she she stopped making them. And then, you know, it was one of those things where an author goes back and revisits stuff after 20 years of not writing them. Yeah. And God, it was boring as hell. I never oh, finished yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It just bummed the hell out of me. But, you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, we, we mentioned in previous minutes that I do theater. At the time that she was at the peak of her vampire novels, I was, I was a stagehand. I was backstage doing shows. And when you're doing a show... It's lots of little brief periods of frantic activity and then a lot of sitting around waiting for your next thing to happen. And so I would pick books by the pound <laughs> to give me something yeah. to read backstage. Um, and Anne Rice was, you know, I was big into vampires, so Anne Rice was perfect for me at the time. So I've read almost all of her vampire books that were written prior to, like, you know, 2005. So, now, I've uh, only stagehand on, like, children's plays. But I have no idea how you could pay attention and know when you're, you you got to get up and move things and if you were reading a book back there. That's why there's a stage manager telling you to go. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, see, we didn't have much of a stage manager. It was like, oh, no, uh, hurry up, go, go, go. So I also, I've been doing this so long, uh, it used to freak my coworkers out because, like, if, if I was running the light board for a show and it was one of those shows where there was just, you know, like half an hour between cues, I would literally fall asleep on the light board. And oh, wow. As soon as the stage manager would say, stand by Q6, I'd be up, do my cue, and then go back to sleep. And the sound <laughs> guy was like, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> That's every, a talent there. Everybody's got to have their superpower. Yeah, you know, I've tried to get out of the theater many times in my life and finally realized it's where I belong. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a superhero there. Anywhere else, I'm just fucked up. <laughs> All right. Now... Does anybody have anything else for this minute? This is what we've learned this minute. Um, he does not like to be covered in flame retardant chemicals. No. He's a seraphim, the highest choir of angels, and his name is Metatron, which mm-hmm. if I had never seen Dogma, none of these things would have meant anything yeah. to me except for like, I got a crazy person in here with wings thinking they're an angel. So, Actually, Metatron sounds to me like p- public transport. <laughs> Watch the Metatron, please. Watch the Metatron. It does sound like somebody come up with a fancy name for their Metro. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that pretty much that pretty much summarizes it. And he's very indignant. Oh, which is, which, I, I can just, really I, well. I, I, I like he'd soak up Alan Rickman being indignant, indignant all day. <laughs> just in this and like several other movies where he's just uh, pretty much all the movies I really enjoy with him. He's got some sort of level of just like I'm above being here. Mm-hmm. Well, he I literally mean, says, "I'm pissed off." He says well, it. In this I mean, <laughs> think of even his his coming out party movies of like like Die Hard and like Robin Hood or whatever. He's like, "I'm better than everybody here." I don't even know why. Yeah. I, I'm I'm tolerating at best the people I'm with. <laughs> <laughs> with a spoon. Why do you use a spoon, cousin? Because <laughs> it would hurt more. <laughs> oh. And you're all welcome for that. <laughs> Just right. saved that for the last line. <laughs> all, right. all right, Rick, you want to do some plugs? Uh, sure. Uh, if for some reason you want to hear more of what I have to say, you can catch me on Starbase 66 over on the Infinite Potato Alliance Podcast Network. We have the Jay and Silent Bob Minute. We're on MoviesByMinutes.com. Go check out the Star Wars Minute. They're the ones who started this. Um, there's, I don't know. Do you even know how many are on there now, Jeff? Oh, God, I have no idea. Yeah, I have not. I, I, I'm going to guess 300. Oh, hold on. 300. That's your guess. All right. That, now that's, I a guess. that's a low guess. I'm shooting low. All right. Well, I'm going to look it up. As of the recording of this thing, we have 193 Movies by Minutes podcasts. That's it? Oh, I, sh- I thought I was shooting low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprisingly, they're not coming out at quite the, the speed they were. Are you still on that website? What's the last one? Oh, you son of a bitch. Ah, uh, never mind. Just forget <laughs> yeah. it. Hold on. Hold on. The last one that's listed on here is Time Warp Radio Presents Shock Treat Minute. <laughs> Shock Ooh. Treat Minute? I, I assume it's Rocky Horror. Rocky I mean, Horror. Yeah, that's that what was, I was thinking That's too. the, the sort of kind of sequel to Rocky Horror. Yeah. Shock Treatment. Oh, uh, okay. That's it. I've got nothing yeah. else. You got anything else, Chef? By Grabthar's Hammer, by the Sons of Warven, you shall be avenged. Hope. <laughs> I'm afraid to stop. <laughs> I figure we're gonna do the whole show here. <laughs> Alright, now that we've talked about boobs, time to start this minute. There's no boobs, but there's technically full frontal. <laughs> Alright, three, two, one. <laughs>